Before we begin, I would like to say thank you to Woodland Ag, Quality Red Angus, for sponsoring this Feedlots, the Uncensored Truth series. Woodland Ag is located on the southern side of the Red River with an abundance of commercial and registered Red Angus cattle. For more information about Woodland's Quality Red Angus genetics or just a talk shop, call 903-249-2515. Woodland Ag. Raise them right, raise them red. It's 5.30 p.m. on a Tuesday, and you've just walked in the door after a long day's work. You kick your shoes off and pet the dog who's been patiently waiting all day long for you to get home. You enter the kitchen and start seasoning the ground beef you laid out this morning before the kids went to school and the adults left for work. You're exhausted. You're brain dead. You think to yourself, <sighs> This is the mundiest Tuesday ever. But the kids are hungry and supper's supposed to be on the table in less than an hour. So you get to work. Time flies by in the kitchen and pretty soon the potatoes are fried, the buns are toasted, the table is set, and the man of the house walks through the door, clanking a pair of tongs together with a grin the size of the Rio Grande on his face. He hollers that supper's ready and everyone rushes to the table. You let out a sigh of relief, smile, and pour yourself a giant glass of sweet tea. This is what you've been waiting all day for. Supper time with your family. My saving grace. Your oldest leads the table in a quick prayer. Amen. You start passing around the food and everyone begins talking about their day. Everything is fine and dandy until the table is interrupted by your youngest daughter. Is this beef? I can't eat this. You look at your husband. He stares back. You're both confused. You turn to her and raise your eyebrows in disbelief. You want me to eat a cute little cow who was raised in a tiny pen in 10 feet of mud? No, thank you. I'm vegan. Since when? Since we watched that documentary at school last week. You don't know how to react. Beef isn't bad. What kind of documentaries are they showing these kids? And what on earth is she talking about? Your daughter then suggests that you should watch the documentary too. You get up from the table, tell her you will after supper, and rummage through your fridge for anything plant-based. Although this interaction may have come as a shock 50 years ago, this is not uncommon in American homes today. But why? What happened in recent years to make this aversion to meat so typical? My theory is, anti-ags got better at telling their story, whether it's true or not, and agriculturalists just fell behind. This week, we'll look into this concern as I stand on my effective communication soapbox once again. From the Activist vs. Agriculture audio archives, I'm M. Provines. And this is Tell Your Uncensored Truth. Now, last week, I wrote about the idea of feedlots. I covered the basics, but didn't really go into detail because last week's blog post 
was meant to be read and heard by people who don't know about feedlots. I needed to take it slow. This week, my intention was to go into the ins and outs of feed yards with commentary from Maylene Frost of Santana Feeders in Edgar, Montana, and I will hold up to those intentions next week. For now, I need to say something to all of you agriculturalists listening. You see, I realize that it is incredibly redundant to go into details about feedlots with an audience of cattlemen and women. So instead, you're all going to get a good old-fashioned butt-chewing. If you don't want to hear it, just go ahead and turn this audio file off now because I'm going to let you have it. My mother's an elementary school teacher, my daddy's a Methodist preacher, and I feel incredible remorse and guilt anytime I accidentally run into someone in a crowded place. I.e., I know how to get on my soapbox and make you feel bad about it. With grace. And that's exactly what I plan to do because, you know what? You, the person listening right now, are personally responsible for spreading the good word of agriculture. When I initially talked to Maylene Frost, she was excited about our interview. I told her my idea to create a video or two explaining feedlots to the public in a way which they could understand, and I was met with no hesitation, but instead a, how quick can you get out here? It didn't make any sense to me. If ranchers were so anxious to tell their story, why wasn't anyone listening? Then it dawned on me. The stereotypical feedlot photo. You know the photo I'm talking about. A wide shot photo taken from the end of a feed bunk while cattle are eating. To you, me, the person sending their calf crop to a feedlot and the feeder, this photo is perfect. It's a good, clean shot. It's just pleasing to the eyes. But to PETA, and the 5.7 million people who like their Facebook page, this photo shows cattle who are, quote, kept in tiny pens, backed up to a feed trough, and forced to eat grains 24-7. Ridiculous, right? You know what's even more ridiculous? The fact that we can't even rebuttal these people because we don't showcase any photos or videos which tell a different story. As a photographer, I'm just as guilty as the next person. But good lord, we've got to change the narrative. I know y'all listen to me getting on you about correcting misinformation and sharing your story all the time. But this time I'm serious. So listen up. You are responsible for the future of agriculture. You, the old timer listening to this on a Sunday morning with a cup full of coffee and a plate full of biscuits and gravy. You are personally responsible for the future of agriculture. You're responsible for not only teaching the next generation tried and true ag practices, but sharing the good word of agriculture to as many people as you can. I know you may not have a Facebook account and you may not know what a podcast is. It's basically talk radio, but you can listen to it on your phone, kind of like a song. But what's stopping you from telling your granddaughter and her friends that it's perfectly okay to not eat organic vegetables and grass-fed beef? It takes a fraction of your time, but could change their mindset forever. You, 
the young livestock producers and farmers who are listening to this while you're haying. You are personally responsible for the future of agriculture. You're responsible for learning from those old timers while practicing new technologies in an attempt to make your operation more efficient and sustainable. I know, you're learning the business. You don't have too much time on your hands. But I'll be willing to bet that most of you have a social media account of some sort, whether it be your own personal page or your operations page, and you absolutely can share your story. It takes less than five minutes of your time to take a photo while you're at work and post it with a short caption of what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, as we all do, that one single social media post or snippet from a news clip can change someone's perception forever. So quit complaining about how you work in an unappreciated industry and provide the correct information so consumers can appreciate you. You, the consumer who clicked on a link to this audio file from Facebook, are personally responsible for the future of agriculture. You are responsible for educating yourself and your household, for making smart decisions in the grocery store, and for questioning the bogus information put out there by PETA and the Humane Society. It takes 30 seconds to conduct a Google search, so don't believe everything you hear or see. Heck, fact check all of my blog posts whenever you read them. Finally, you, the ag communicator who's listening to this on your way to design your next graphic or interview your next subject. You know, you, the person whose toes I'm probably stepping on the most here, you are personally responsible for the future of agriculture. You are responsible for educating the masses through effective communication. You are personally responsible for sharing eye-catching infographics about beef sustainability. You are personally responsible for sharing videos posted by farmers on your Instagram story. You are personally responsible for messaging your friend on Facebook who's blaming their latest sniffle on GMOs and raspberries. By the way, Raspberries don't contain GMOs. My fellow ag communicators, you spent thousands of dollars and multiple years of your life dedicated to learning how to effectively communicate agriculture to the public. So do it. Agriculturalist, take five minutes out of your day to educate a consumer. Share an article on Facebook. Talk to a government official about GMO labeling. Post a video on your Instagram. Be a guest on a podcast. And most importantly, tell your friends the truthful, good information about agriculture. We can't just sit around and bellyache about agriculture's approval rating going down. We've got to combat this ourselves. Educate consumers on our industry. Appreciate our industry. Fight for our industry. Again, I would like to thank our sponsor, Woodland Ag, Raise em Right, Raise em Red, and give a special thanks to my mom, Christy Bervance, and my breast friend, yes, has said breast on purpose, Maggie James Ballard, for helping me with some voiceover this week. For Activist versus Agriculture, I'm in Bervance. And whether you're eating a carnivorous diet or a plant-based diet, be sure to thank an agriculturalist, because they're the reason why your belly's full. Thank you.